Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast. Our reading and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Sunday, July the 16th, 2023. It is the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, if this were not a Sunday, it would also be the feast day of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and bear with their ear and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not hear it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy but he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty, or thirtyfold. So we have some really intense stuff going on in this gospel reading today. We have two different uh, things. It's kind of a, uh, I don't know, we, we had the miracle sandwich before. This is a different type of sandwich. In other words, you have the, the seed in the sower, but in the middle of it, there's a little commentary by Jesus with his apostles on why he speaks in parables. First, let's talk about the seeds and the sower. 
Jesus is giving us a teaching on, I mean, these are all, it's, it's the, the part about the parables in the middle is really a teaching on evangelization. But the part about the seeds and the sower is more of a teaching on the spiritual life and what happens. And Jesus has taught this in other places, but using other words, such as when he says, uh, when you pray, when you fast, when you give alms, you know, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. The importance of these things being done secretly, privately, humbly. But in saying those three things, he's telling us, yes, we need to be doing those three things. Why do we need to be doing those three things? Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. It's to overcome the sources of temptation, which are the world, the flesh, and the devil. And when Jesus goes into the desert to be tempted, he's tempted by the devil directly, but also the devil tempts him with the world and the flesh. The flesh in that he's tempted to turn stones into bread because he's starving He's tempted by the world and that the devil says, well, you can have these kingdoms. You don't have to work so hard for them and suffer. You can just have them. I'll give them to you, which is a lie. The devil lies. So Jesus himself is tempted by the world and the flesh. And then there's just a more direct temptation from the devil, which is a more of a temptation that goes directly against God. Oh, just throw yourself off here and the God will send his angels to catch you. It's a direct temptation. So. In this parable of the seed and the sower, what happens? Well, seeds are sown, which is what Jesus does constantly with us, which is what as Christians we're supposed to be doing with each other. There's always seeds being planted. But what happens? Well, I mean, Jesus spells it out very clearly in his explanation at the end that the evil one comes and steals away what was sown. That's temptation that comes directly from the devil. The seed sown on rocky ground It says he has no root. That's the flesh. It can only go so deep because the soil has not been cultivated within oneself. And then the third one, worldly anxieties and the lure of riches steal it away. So we have the world, the flesh, and the devil. Once again, the three things that are going to be attacking us until we breathe our last breath. But when does it actually take root It takes root when there is good soil. For those who argue against teaching children and even baptizing children, because it's said, well, you know, let them get older, let them learn for themselves, let them make their own decision. While it's true we have to make our own decision, there is also a place for parents giving their children the faith, bestowing it upon them. It's true that the children don't have the fullness of free will and and intellectual understanding and all these things. But still, we try to cultivate the soil of those entrusted to our care, whether they be our children, our students, other family members, other friends, etc. People that are entrusted to us, we try to till that soil. And I think to myself, you know, sometimes working in secular jobs, you can't just be talking about the faith all the time. You get fired. But there's other ways to till the soil through charity, through kindness, through affirmation. And then when the opportunity is right someday to talk about faith per se, well, a lot of the work has already been done to prepare the soil. So 
that's a good note for evangelization. What about just me wanting to have good soil or you wanting to have good soil so that the world, the flesh, and the devil don't take away the seeds? Well, that's for me and you, for you and me to be working on ourselves. That means dealing with our wounds, dealing, you know, forgiving and and healing, working on healing and forgiveness, but also working on virtue, trying to grow in virtue. Virtue, by the way, is, it's not the same thing as a gift of the spirit. Gift of the spirit comes from God. Virtue is both us and God working together. We strive for virtue, but we also ask God's grace to help us to grow in virtue. Virtue is something, I mean, it's, it's one of the cornerstones of the Christian life. We have to be constantly growing as men and women of virtue. And that means, yes, we have to do the work and pray the prayers. <laughs> both, both and creates virtue. But that's, uh, that's how we get into heaven. You know, virtues are, there are tickets into heaven. There are skills that we need for the kingdom of heaven. It's certainly what we need for the kingdom of heaven here on earth and and the work of ongoing evangelization of the world around us. So tilling the soil, that's a whole sermon in and of itself. How do we till the soil? But, But we know how to till the soil. A regular confession, getting rid of the contaminants, a.k.a. our sins. Uh, spiritual reading, reading the Bible, most importantly. How about the rosary and other devotional prayers? The rosary being the most important. These are ways that we till the soil. Uh, Pope Benedict wrote a beautiful little thing once on the rosary, just saying, you know, people say Vatican II, you know, because of its emphasis on the mass, got rid of the rosary and got rid of devotions. And he says, well, no, Vatican II did emphasize liturgical prayer, but there's also devotional prayer. Liturgical prayer is where salvation happens. Because, for example, we receive the Eucharist. We receive forgiveness. But devotional prayer prepares our hearts for the liturgical prayer. You know, if you're going to go to Mass on Sunday, we prepare for that by, during the week, praying the rosary. During the week, reading scripture. During the week, praying our other devotions, Divine Mercy Chaplet, etc. So we have our devotions that till the soil. And just all the other spiritual exercises, all the other important things that we do. Let's get to this point of Jesus talking in between these two sections about the seed and the sower. He talks about parables. In reading this particular reading, as well as some of the parallels in the other Gospels, such as the Gospel of Mark, Jesus seems to contradict himself. And I feel like in reading Matthew, it's more of a fuller explanation. There are some spots when you look at all the different parallels where, where Jesus is talking about the same things. And in particular, this, this one where he's talking about why he preaches in parables. In some places, he says, I tell parables, I preach in parables so that they will hear and not understand. But then in another place, he says, so that they will hear and understand. And it's like, well, wait a minute, Jesus, you're contradicting yourself. But he's not. He's talking about whether or not the soil has been tilled and whether or not the person's heart is open to it. In other words, remember where Jesus says, do not cast your pearls before swine. He has so many, so to speak, swine all around him. I'm just thinking of Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther when he calls everything swine. (laughs) The uh, the phone doesn't work. He says swine phone. Anyway, getting back on our our, uh, topic here. 
do not cast your pearls before swine. Jesus, you know, there's, there's Pharisees around him. There's the, uh, members of the Sanhedrin. They're trying to take him down. They're looking for any little thing that's going to work against him in his trial. And so he's speaking in a language that they will not understand. And he's doing that on purpose. Whereas those that are very open to hearing his word, the parables have that effect of opening them even more. And they understand it more deeply. We know from reading the gospels all these years in our lives and reading these parables, they help us to understand our faith better. They give us these beautiful stories, probably the most famous one being the prodigal son. Look at how you, you can't even put that into words other than the parable itself. That is explaining the father's love and the father's forgiveness. If I were to just say to you, oh, the father is so forgiving and so loving more than we could ever be. Okay, that's nice. Nice thing to say. But the parable illustrates for us just how much the Father loves us. There's so much detail there that drives home the point of the infinite love of the Father for you and me. And how important forgiveness is and how much he wants to give it to us. So parables are very, very important. If we're open to them, we hear them, we understand them, we go deeper. If we're not open, if the soil has not been tilled, how many people around us? Once again, talking about confirmation class in eighth grade, I rack my brains trying to figure out ways to get to these kids in these confirmation classes, and they're not interested. And at the end of the year, you see it. They get their confirmation, a.k.a. their photo op, and then they're gone. They did their Catholic graduation, quote unquote, and you never see them again. So I could be jumping through hoops that are flaming. I, I, it doesn't matter. They're not open. The families are not open in so many cases. And so what happens? Nothing happens. <laughs> in other words, I've preached to them in parables. I've told them stories. I've played games with them. I've taught them straight out. I've done everything I could. They were not open. And that's what Jesus is talking about when it comes to Yes, I preach in parables so that they will hear and not understand. So this is how evangelization works. Remember Jesus saying as well, go house to house. And if they're open, great. Sit down, have a meal with them. Let them pay you. The worker deserves his wage. And, you know, he said, yeah, we're, we're not asking for gold or silver or whatever, but still like form a relationship with these people and then they'll help take care of you and you're taking care of them spiritually. And this is great. And then they become members of the church. They, they are now part of the kingdom. Whereas those that reject you leave and the peace that you've offered them will return to you and then shake the dust from your feet. How often does it happen that we offer peace to the people around us and they just don't even respond? How often do I say hello to people? Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. And they just ignore me and keep walking. And you have to remember this, what Jesus says. You know, it's, it's easy to just get offended and then even think bad thoughts about them. But Jesus says, if you offer them peace and they don't accept it, that peace returns to you. You have even more peace now. At least it's being offered to you as long as you don't become resentful. Then we lose our peace when that happens. So this is evangelization Jesus is talking about. And this is a skill where it's good that we learn the skill of parables, especially with young people. Young people love stories. I find that again and again. No matter how much generations change from one generation to the next. I've been working with kids now for the past 40 years. Um, 
you know, they change, they change. Maybe the kind of joke that they like changes, but it doesn't change the fact that they still like to hear jokes. They like to hear stories. They like to hear real life stories. They like to hear fictional stories. They like to hear riddles that are completely ridiculous. Whatever, whatever opens up the heart and the mind to the love of God, you know, and then when you, when you figure that out, you know, prayerfully discern, how do I talk to these people? Then guess what? They open up more and more. Then you start to create a harmony there. There starts to be a resonance between you. So this is what Jesus is asking us to do. This is what Jesus does for us. Really, Jesus is jumping through the flaming hoops for us, for you and me. And thank God he's given me a heart that's open to him. Thank God he's given you, listening here today, a heart that's open to him. Because so many hearts are closed, and I just pray for everyone that they'll receive salvation. You know, maybe the Lord will simply say about them on salvation, on on the day of judgment, and maybe even about us, forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. But for those of us who know Jesus is trying to reach us and he's trying to give us the means of reaching others. So let us be attentive to the seeds in our lives that we can both plant and that we can receive ourselves. Let us continue to till the soil of our own hearts. Let us continue to till the soil of the hearts of those that we love. And with the help of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, we're out of time now. I didn't really get much chance to talk about her, but I'm sure there will be more chances because that's also another great way of spreading the word, planting seeds, etc., devotion to Our Lady, and in particular, devotion to the scapular. We can talk more about that, but in the meantime, let's pray for each other. I hope everybody has a great day. God bless.